0: Hey, Dodger fans, we hope you had a happy Father's Day. If you did, you got somebody to thank other than the Dodgers because they did not do their part this weekend. Dodgers got swept by the Giants. The weekend sucked. We're going to talk all about all the different ways that it sucked. We're going to talk about Emmett Sheehan's awesome debut that turned into a sucky game. Then we're going to talk about the next game that was even suckier. Then we're going to talk about Sunday's game that sucked too. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you can become an everydayer, just like we are. Sometimes you don't want to be an everydayer, but we are. We're committed to this Dodger thing. We have been forever. That includes you. That includes me and Vince. I'm Jeff Snyder. That's Vince Samperio. We are lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And today, it's more of a sad fans perspective, I guess. Uh, this weekend was terrible. The Dodgers, you know, it started great. Friday was great. You know, Emmett Sheehan pitched great. It was exciting. And then, you know, the bullpen bullpened it. And then Saturday, just like, you forget why you even like baseball. And then Sunday, it was like, oh, maybe. Uh, nope. Sorry. This weekend was – this is 100% suckitude. Sorry, guys. Can't have anything nice. Vince, uh, I hope you had a better weekend than the Dodgers did.
1: Yeah, just by being neutral, I had a better weekend than the Dodgers did. Uh, you know, So that's a win on that end. But, yeah, it was you know, not good. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of chatter on social media. We'll get into some of that and you know everything else. Um, but right now the Dodgers aren't playing well. And, uh, you know, this weekend the giants were playing well and better. And after those six no hit innings from Emmett Sheehan and when the Dodgers were up four zero, the rest of this weekend went 29, four. So yeah, not ideal.
0: Yeah. Uh, but let's start with the only good thing about the weekend that was Emmett Sheehan's debut. He pitched six, uh, no hit innings. And then he got pulled. He was 89 pitches, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Dave Roberts has said specifically that 90 was the pitch count. Um, several people had kind of estimated going in he'll probably be at about 90 90 pitch limit, and uh, he got through six innings, 89 pitches, and then Dave Roberts pulled him out. Uh, shades of Ross Stripling, including the fact that the first reliever after Sheehan gave up a two run homer and the Dodgers lost the game to the Giants. You know, everything about it was too much like the Ross Stripling game, uh, but. Back in 2016, I agreed entirely with the decision to pull Ross Stripling. Vince, was Emmett Sheehan pulled too soon in this game?
1: I mean, I don't know if too soon he was pulled at the right time. I can see how people would want him to have kept going or at least started the next inning. But it's one of those things where, okay, he does start the next inning. It could go right and he could maybe get, you know, three outs in less than 10 pitches and they kind of monitor him. Or he could give up a hit and now you're bringing in a bad relief core with runners on base already. Uh And, you know, the result is now the thing with, you know, who they brought in, they you know, they didn't have much choice because they went for the win. And this is what we talked about. They went for the win on Thursday or when whenever it was Thursday and. They used Devin Phillips for two innings. They used somebody else, uh, Shelby sure. Miller, for two innings. They didn't have those two guys. Two of their better relievers. Um, one of them probably would have pitched that seventh inning, or you know they, maybe they would have mixed it, whatever the case. So they were in a bad spot regardless. But, yeah, she and I th- want to say 80-something 80, 80 or 94 was his highest pitch count this season already. He wasn't going to go much more than that. And, you know, I think there's a different argument. Some people are saying, You know, I don't think the right argument, well, he wasn't going to get the no-hitter anyways. It was not about the no-hitter. It was about getting into that next inning because, you know, like your bullpen is down and you don't have the right guys. Would I have been surprised if he started that inning? No. Would I have been upset? Probably no. But, again, you're trying to give yourself the best chance to win and bringing in the relievers with potentially runner on base if Sheehan doesn't get through that inning is not as good as having to try to get it done with a clean inning.
0: Yeah, and for me, the Dodgers went into that game knowing we're going to need to get at least three innings from our bullpen. Uh, You know, Six innings from Emmett Sheehan, I think, was absolutely the best they could have hoped for. I think the Dodgers would have been satisfied with five going into the game. Before you saw him pitch, if he gives us five innings, we'll take that. The Dodgers had thrown, like, they had resigned themselves. We burned our bullpen yesterday, and we have to get at least three innings from them today. So the only thing that had changed was the fact that Sheehan hadn't allowed a hit yet. And for me, uh, so that's why I I go back to the 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 argument that you kind of dismissed. It is all about the no hitter, and and the fact that he wasn't going to finish the game means there's no reason to alter your game plan. You know, no reason to blow past his pitch count or even inch past his pitch limit. You know, Uh, whatever. If his pitch limit was 90, there's no reason to let him throw 90. You know, Jerry Harrison said, "What if he came out and got a six pitch, uh, six pitch seventh inning?" Well, then he'd be at 95 pitches, which is past the limit you set. And you already got the six innings you got from him. Emmett Sheehan can now forever say, I am one of only three pitchers ever to allow zero hits in my major league debut um, or whatever it was. Uh, you know, I, I saw some stat Emm- Emmett Sheehan and Ross Stripling and Daniel Ponce de Leon, who uh, all three of their teams lost the games that they allowed no hits in. But uh, you know, for me, the the no hitter was the only thing that had changed and since realistically, even if he was super efficient, a, a no hitter to finish it was going to take him 110, 115 pitches at the very minimum, even if he was super efficient, no reason to run him out there for the seventh. Uh, because like you said, I, I, that, that was kind of my main thought was like, bullpen's having a hard enough time. I don't need them coming in after a leadoff double breaks up the no hitter and say, hey, you know how you suck? Now do it with, with runner on second you know, uh, the fact is, yeah, the bullpen blew it anyway. And so in hindsight, it's easy to look back. But, you know, the only argument in the moment was, dude's throwing a no-hitter. Why would you take him out? And for me, that that argument doesn't carry any weight. And, you know, Jerry Harrison talked about the emotion and, you know, Mookie Betts has made a great play for him. Well, the flip side of that is Mookie Betts made a great play because Jock Peterson hit the ball 115 miles an hour. Like, don't you think that's maybe an indicator that Sheehan isn't maybe fooling people as much as he was early in the game the last two innings he had three hard hit balls all of them turned into outs but you know the three hardest hit balls of the night had come in the last five batters that he faced and so it's like well maybe this is a good time he only struck out three batters in six and it's not like he was dominating, like blowing the ball past guys. He was getting weak contact early in the game. So many pop-ups, like you look at the launch angles, the first 75 degrees, 46 degrees, 48 degrees, 63 degrees, 50 degrees. That's the first five balls in play that he allowed. That was why he was being successful. He was getting weak contact high up in the air. So once that weak contact high up in the air turned into 115 miles an hour, 14 degree launch angle, 790 expected batting average, that says even if he wasn't at his pitch limit, you'd start thinking, well, maybe, maybe we've gotten enough out of Emma Sheehan for tonight. The fact that he was also at his pitch limit, no brainer. And Dave Roberts was absolutely right when he said after game, it wasn't even a hard decision, like not even controversial.
1: Yeah, I mean, when when it happened, I didn't blink twice at it. You kind of, you know, you knew what the deal was, and that's what it is. So, <laughs> you know, you see a lot of stuff on on Twitter and and everything else, and the one I kept seeing was. You know, there's a guy from Stanford that threw 156 pitches and the other guy, you know, all these guys in the – and the difference between a June game in the MLB in the guy's first ever appearance is a lot different than a college guy where the coach – Really doesn't care if he's a senior. He like he realistically doesn't care if the guy blows his arm out because he doesn't need him after that game. He doesn't need him after that inning. And they're playing for like you know a yeah, it's the College World
0: Series. It's like yeah. a once in a lifetime opportunity.
1: You know? Yeah. So yeah, it, it was never gonna happen. Uh, you know, the one thing that I wouldn't say has any credit, but you know, the fact that Sheehan came out to like after Mookie made a good play. And he didn't get to come out when like to a standing ovation, that's just more of like a moment for him. It doesn't hold any value towards, you know, momentum or anything like that. I just, I, you know, but that was the point where I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Like he's, he didn't get to have that moment, but that's just in the grand scheme of Emmett Sheehan's life. Not not that actual game.
0: Yeah. If the fans were awake, they would have known this is a major league debut. He just pitched six innings. Let's go ahead and cheer just in case he's on a pitch limit. I, you know, um, I did see one guy on Twitter responded to Jerry Harrison's video saying, see guys who didn't play, just don't get it. I'm like, well saying guys who didn't play, just don't get it is a weird way to preface, uh, disagreeing with the 10 year veteran in the, in the manager's suit. You know, like, uh, I think Dave Roberts probably remembers something about what it was like to play baseball. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about, are the Dodgers bad or are they just bad right now? They're definitely bad right now. So that's, what's on tap. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. We are back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodge your first lesson every weekday morning. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. We'll give you all that contact info at the end. Um, also Dodgers don't play today, Monday, uh, but anytime they do play, if you can't sh- catch the game on TV and you want to listen to the hometown local radio feed, you can do that on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. Or you can also launch the SXM app and search for Locked On Dodgers if you want to listen to this podcast on that particular app uh, in addition to your other podcast app and YouTube. Uh, all right, so I, I don't even know how to do this, Vince. Going through the weekend, like, there was, the Dodgers found a lot of different ways to lose. Uh, the bullpen was obviously bad. Um, even with the bad bullpen, the Dodgers should have won Friday night because, you know, Mookie Betts gets caught stealing in the bottom of the ninth inning. The next pitch, Will Smith, Walked, so it would have moved Mookie to third. They would have had uh, base loaded bases one loaded, one out, one out. And, and so you know they should have won that game. Uh, late, later in that same game, Mookie Betts got thrown out. You know, just a, a bonehead movie. Like in, in a way, it's hard to be upset because he should have been out on the pop up anyway. Um, it, it's Michael Bush on third base. Uh, how many else? Or Michael Bush was on on first. On first base, uh, two out i i can't no he was on second base there was uh less than i think there was, there was one out one out uh mookie Betts hits a pop-up should have been caught it wasn't uh mookie was kind of jogging down to first so whoever the pitcher was picked it up and fired it to first threw it over the first baseman's head. bush goes to third base and mookie i don't know if he forgot that bush was there or thought that bush was going to try to score on it but mookie went to third while Bush was on his way back to third, ended up in a rundown, ends up with Bush being out and Mookie on third base. Freddie Freeman then strikes out to end the game. Uh, You know, at that point, the Dodgers were down by two runs, Uh, but still having the tying, you know, tying runs on second and third with Freddie Freeman coming out and one out, coming up and one out, you know, it's a decent situation to be in. The fact that Freeman struck out, you know, he wouldn't necessarily struck out if a base hit ties the game. Uh, He was in a situation where they kind of needed a home run. Um, So, you know, they, they, it was weird. And it was like, when Mookie Betts is screwing up majorly twice in one game, uh, something is going on. And and I don't want to read too much into it. It could have just been a night of brain farts for Mookie Betts, you know? And, And honestly, if he steals the bag, if he's safe at third on that, in the ninth inning, it's like, oh, look, he, he picked his pocket. He read it right, you know? And people say, oh, you got to be sure you're going to make it. Well, nobody's ever sure they're going to make it when they try to steal third. Uh, and even if he was 90% sure, that means 10% chance he going got to get out. And he was barely out. It took a perfect throw from the catcher. Like, it's not like it was the worst base running decision ever.
1: I, I didn't hate it in the moment, but he just had no jump. Like, he did not have the jump. I would, you would need in your head to be like, okay, I'm going to steal this base.
0: Yeah. When you guys, when you see on second pick in a pitcher's pocket, it's he's, you know, okay. The pitcher looked back to the plate. I know he's not turning around looking at me again. So I'm going to get a two hop step and then I'm going, you know, uh, and, and yeah, he didn't have that. And Mookie, I don't know if we've talked about it here. We probably have. Uh, I know I've noticed it. He, he's not as fast as he used to be. And he still has like peak burst speed. Sometimes I know he had one, Earlier this year, I remember, like, oh, he he actually still has that in him, but you know, he's not a guy who's going to beat out a grounder very often. He's not stealing many bases. You know, he's just not the speedster that he used to be, and so yeah, it was especially because the pitch that he tried to steal on was ball three to Will Smith. The next pitch was ball four. He would have been on third anyway. It's like you know, maybe you just let Smith do his thing, Um, but you know, you don't hate the aggressiveness, but yeah, combined with the super bonehead move later, and it was it was just kind of. It was the first game of the series, so we didn't realize at the time that it was going to encapsulate the entire series of, you know what, this is just going to be terrible baseball this weekend. And it was terrible baseball this weekend, Vince.
1: It was bad. It was no matter who you brought in, uh, the runs were scoring. Defensively, you know, there was some good plays, but there was a lot more. There was a lot of plays where balls were getting thrown all over the place, and you see guys chasing at like – it didn't look like certain times if you looked up, it just, you look like what, what is going on right now? You know, on the hitting wise, which, you know, in this stretch where it's like, are the Dodgers bad or just bad right now? Like this stretch lately has been, the pitching's kind of been the same for a while now, but now the offense isn't putting up five, six runs. So like, you know, realistically, it's hard to win when your bullpen and your pitching is giving up six, seven runs and you're only scoring two, three or zero runs in the case of Saturday's game. So like, yeah, nothing went right. You know, and if you had to pick like a bright spot, it would be Emmett Sheehan. And Michael Bush had a two hit game and hit the ball really hard that could have won the game uh, on Friday night. But it, they were the Giants were perfectly positioned. Like, that's one of those things where, like, that ball's a double in the gap if you're playing normal right field, but he was positioned in the gap and mm-hmm. he caught it easily.
0: Or if Bush didn't hit it so hard, it would have been a single right center you know it's like he just hit it you know on the screws but right at him and you know it's uh the like i I don't even know how to how to put this like james outman started hitting the ball this weekend didn't strike out as much got a few hits you know uh david peralta hitting well like there's things you could look at like okay that was good that was good that was good but then overall it's like everything sucked and you got David Peralta got hurt. He came back on Sunday. He seems to be okay. Chris Taylor got hurt. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Like, Freddie Freeman jams his wrist on on Sunday. Like, crap. But Freddie looks like he's going to be okay. But it was just like one thing after another. And, uh, like, I I kind of was hoping after Saturday's game, I thought, okay, get that out of your system. Nothing went right that game. And and at the start of Sunday, it's like, oh, maybe maybe that's going to be okay. You know, Tony Gonson was perfect through three innings. And, and maybe it's going to, maybe this is the game they turn it around. And then, you know, Gonsolin, like everybody else lately, just didn't have it. You know, Bobby Miller allowed seven runs. Tony Gonsolin allowed seven runs. If we had, we we knew the Giants were good, like, especially offensively. The Giants can hit, Um, and the Giants have gotten healthy lately. And so they've got kind of their, their full strength lineup. And, you know, I, I said it here on the show, like, Giants can hit. It's going to be a tough one for the Dodgers pitching. It's a, it's a rough schedule time, time of the period to when the Dodgers pitching is struggling to face the Giants because the Giants are honestly one of the best hitting teams in the league. And so the timing sucked. Uh, but even with that, like, I don't think any of us would have bet on, like we would have bet on the bullpen being lousy. I don't think any of us would have bet on Bobby Miller and Tony Gonsolin combining to allow 14 runs
1: yeah no and and, you know with Miller and Gonsolin starts were kind of similar where they started off well and then it just fell apart second time through the lineup you know and and, you know well Miller might have not allowed all seven runs if he stayed in but Alex Vestia came in and uh you know he Got
0: got the Clayton Kershaw treatment
1: yeah proceeded to allow all the runs that were on base to score and even some runners of his own to score so yeah, right now, you know, it's a matter of okay, is this team bad or just bad right now? They're bad right now. The bullpen is not good. You can really only count on two guys: Shelby Miller and Evan Phillips. Everyone else is a toss-up. Like yancey Almonte is probably your next guy, and even him, it's like heck, you know he has a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on, where he's a good one and he's a bad one, and and. You know, Gratteroff still can't miss bats, so if he gets beat, it's usually by soft contact, although he did give a home run this time, which was pretty rare. He doesn't really give up home runs.
0: Only uh, the second one of the season.
1: Yeah, so it, it, that was rare and not expected, but, you know, Taylor Scott got innings. You know, Nick Robertson's getting innings. They called up another guy, another lefty.
0: Brian Hudson, right? Yeah,
1: Brian. Yeah, I think Brian. I know his last name's Hudson. You know, they have a good pick up basketball team right now with all these guys that are six, five, six, eight, you know, everything else. But as far as relievers, <laughs> they're not, they're not good. Alex Fessi is not good. Victor Gonzalez has, you know, kind of regressed. He's not being, he's not good right now either. So they're bad like that. I still expect the offense to be decent enough and to put up, you know, four or five runs a game for the most part. I expect the starters you know, Kershaw, Miller, Gonsolin to be good enough, you know, not allowing seven runs, you know, probably, you know, more likely of what they've been doing the entire season but yeah right now this team isn't good and then this weekend they weren't good and they didn't play well
0: yeah and and that's the thing like even with the talent they have right now even with the bullpen they should be better than they are like and that's the thing like they are playing below their capabilities right now even if you assume that all of their relievers are what their recent performance says they are and that's who they really are even then, they should be doing better as a team than they did this weekend, and, and so it is a combination. They're 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 bad right now for sure, uh, and and some of these relievers, you know, I don't know if Alex Vesia is ever going to be good. Uh, I hope so. He's got good stuff. He shows glimpses here. Same with Victor Gonzalez. Same with Caleb Ferguson. You know all, all these guys, Bruce Star you you've got glimpses of who they are, and you can see why coming into the season we were excited about this bullpen, or at least not dreading it. And but right now, they need either these guys to step up, and some of that is on the starting pitching. That the Dodgers went through that stretch where no starters were going deep in a game, and so the bullpen was getting burned out. You know, maybe that had something to do with it. There's injury issues, but Robert the fact
1: did say that some guys were feeling smoke, yeah, basically means their arms are tired.
0: Yeah, the fact is when you have Brian Hudson and and Nick Robertson and and Taylor Scott, Taylor Scott. Is, yeah. Well, um, now, but yeah. yeah, you know, when, when they are getting innings, that's a sign that your bullpen has issues other than performance. It's like there there's health issues. So, you know, Daniel Hudson, well, we're, we're going to come back in a minute. I'll, I'll talk about Daniel Hudson in the next time. We're going to talk, you know, we're not going to try to blow smoke. I think spending 22 minutes so far on how bad the Dodgers were this weekend, hopefully we're not going to, by being, trying to be a little bit positive, uh, in the next segment hopefully it won't be a bunch of people coming at us about how we're just homers who can't you know refuse to see the truth dodgers are bad this weekend but i think well we'll find out i think we both agree that maybe there's some reason for hope in the future so that's what we'll talk about in a minute so thanks for making locked on dodgers your first listen, and please keep it locked on dodgers All right, we are back. Thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Again, no game today, but in the future, if you want to listen to the hometown Dodgers broadcast of any game, you can catch that on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. It's a good way to follow the Dodgers. It's a good way to listen to this podcast too. Just open the SXM app and search for Locked on Dodgers. Uh, so yeah, Vince, we, we've covered how bad this weekend was. Uh, personally, I... I feel like I still think the Dodgers are a good team. Obviously weaknesses. They're not a perfect team. They're not a team like the team that won 111 games last year. They're not a team like the 2020 team that was on pace for 116 wins over the course of a full season. But I do think that this team could easily win 95 games. Uh, And, and I still expect them to win 95 ish games this year. Uh, And some of that is because i just refuse to be pessimistic um just my nature but also you know daniel hudson's coming back uh you know the 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 trading deadline is coming up teams are the dodgers are pretty good usually at finding bullpen options uh and i do think some of these guys are going to get better so you know I, I i was telling my brother the other day uh he was talking about how he's excited for daniel hudson to come back and and i kind of, I was in a pessimistic mood that day, I guess. I, I said, well, if it was Bruce Gratterall who was out right now, we'd be excited for him to come back, you know, or if it was Caleb Ferguson, we'd be excited for him to come back. And, you know, they're, they're the reasons that we're looking for Daniel Hudson to come back. So, you know, nothing's guaranteed, uh, but Daniel Hudson is on rehab. Who else is, somebody else is on a rehab stint right now too, right? Another reliever. Um, I feel like there's another one who's, uh, I can't remember who it would be though. Uh, but Daniel Hudson's the one where, mostly excited about think he you know he's gonna be back soon uh Julio should be back soon which theoretically will help the starting rotation if he's healthy we you know he was really really bad in his last start but we don't know how much of that had to do with the hamstring so you know if, if Julio comes back so the starters can consistently give six innings the bullpen gets a little bit health a little bit more luck you know a little bit more rest like it's not crazy to think even this bullpen as it's currently constructed minus some of the guys who have no business being on a major league roster add in, you know, a returning injury or whatever. And it's not crazy to think that the bullpen could get uh somewhat significantly better.
1: <clears throat> Dodger fans are funny because when the Dodgers are winning 111, 106 games and then losing in the postseason, it's you know oh, all season doesn't matter who cares like if they're winning the regular season like who cares it doesn't matter and then now that they're losing you're having a tough stretch 12 and 18 in the last 30 games which is a bad stretch now all of a sudden the regular season matters so much and everything and like you can't have it both ways if the dodgers if winning 111 games doesn't matter then winning you know 90 to 95 but still making the playoffs shouldn't matter either like it, it if you if you think it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. So the people that are getting all bent out of shape and worked up right now that the team is struggling, it's just like, well, you're the same people that are saying that the, the regular season doesn't matter as long as you get in the playoffs. So like, yeah, the the Dodgers are six games above five hundred right now. They they fell to third place by, by half a game to the Giants. You know they're still in a playoff spot at the moment. And the fact of the matter is, like for me, it's just like seeing, okay, they're twelve and eighteen. That's a bad stretch. I don't think they're a bad team. I think that's a bad stretch. But the way, you know, the way some of the people were talking about this uh, over this weekend was like they were under, you know, under 500 by six games and, you know, everything else. And it's like, no, this team was fine. They hit a rough stretch. Their pitching fell apart. They lost some guys to injuries. And their offense could only do so much to hold them up, which the offense is what we thought might be the struggle coming into the season and ended up being, you know, one of the bright spots of the first part of the season. So, you know, if you think about it optimistically – And you just think everyone plays to what they should play. The Dodgers are easily, you know, a 515 to 530 winning percentage the rest of the way. You know, that's what I don't know what the math is, but that's 90, 95 wins. That's potentially division. If not, you're for sure in the playoffs and that's still a good team. So anything that goes beyond that that says this team, you know, is not good or doesn't have that, you know, that remains to be seen. We don't know that. We will know that if these guys come back and they're still bad, we will know that if the offense continues to put up only three runs instead of five, six runs that are putting up before. we We'll know that moving forward. There's no way to know right now if this team is good or bad. They're just bad right now.
0: Yeah. And I understand the pessimism because if the Dodgers continue playing the way they've played the last few weeks, yeah, they won't make the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, 2017, they lost 16 out of 17 games. That team won 106 games overall. They went to the World Series. They would have won the World Series if not for the cheaters. Like, that was a very very good team and yet we had that three week stretch where we were like are they ever going to win again 2018 they went to the world series in and they had a stretch in may when they lost six straight games to the reds and the marlins who i think you know, like if this was uh the the soccer european soccer they would have been relegated you know like those teams sucked and they won six straight against the dodgers and we were like what in the world is going on like good teams go through bad bad stretches bad teams go through more bad stretches Uh, But the fact is, this is a bad stretch, and we won't know for a while if this is who they actually are. But the fact that they are still second in the National League in runs scored, fourth overall in the Major Leagues in runs scored, the offense is still good. Uh, And, and, you know, hopefully get better when Max Muncy is back. And if Chris Taylor comes back, you know, there's plenty of reason for optimism. The bullpen needs to be fixed. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I have faith that the bullpen will be better at some point not saying it's going to start on tuesday hope it does uh hopefully a winning streak starts and they get okay but yeah i i remain optimistic some of that is my nature but some of that is looking at the team and saying you know there's still a lot of good players on this team
1: yeah you look at the reality and if the offense plays to what it is they get julio back the rotation stabilizes a little bit you that's enough to be a winning team already, even with the bad bullpen, which is what they were before. Like, they've had a bad bullpen almost the entire season at this point. They're the second-worst bullpen by ERA in all the baseball behind the A's who aren't even, aren't even trying. So like, it's been bad, and there's still six games over 500. So imagine if that just regresses to the mean of being decent, you know, even 20th in the league in ERA, and everything else stays the same, then your team is still a playoff team potentially winning the division. You know, the D-backs have been playing well. The Giants have been playing well recently. Even the Padres have been playing a little bit well recently. They're still playing catch-up, though. But, you know, it's just a matter of, like Dave Roberts has been saying, and like we've been saying, you know, it, it's got to be better. And you need your guys, your good guys, to play well. And you need everyone else to play decent enough, and there's still a chance. And the one thing with the trade deadline this year is we could see it to, like, if guys get healthy, let's just say Julio gets healthy, stays healthy. So you got Julio and Kershaw. Miller stays in rotation. Gonson stays in rotation. We'll probably talk, have to talk about a little bit tomorrow with Gonsolin and some of the stuff Robert's saying about him. You somehow maybe get Dustin May back in August, potentially Then some of these other young arms like Sheen or whatever. If they're trying to limit their innings, they might be in the bullpen at the end of the year. And they, maybe their stuff plays up a little bit more than it already has. So there's different ways to fix it, but there's nothing to tell right now on June 18th.
0: Yep. That's going to do it for today. Mailbag episode coming up tomorrow because the Dodgers don't play on Monday. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember to check out the Dodgers on Series XM and the SXM app just by searching for Dodgers. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSince91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. And the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Have a good one.